And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He over there, Eric Harley. I'm over here, Gary McNamara. How are you this morning? Whether you're working, whether you're just getting out of bed, a lot of people getting out of bed. You know, it was interesting that when I first came on this show, wow, 19 years ago this coming July. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I had been doing an afternoon, uh, early evening show. Mm -hmm. And I remember all my golfing buddies at the time, you know, I, you know, told them I was, you know, unfortunately I got demoted to be on with you. Yeah. And um <laughs> bad luck, huh? <laughs> but the funny thing is, mm. I mean, they never you my golfing buddies never talked about listening to me. When right. I got when right. I got on the you know, when I got on the show with you all the time. Whenever we golfed, it would be mostly weekends. I didn't golf during the week much because of the schedule. But they would say, Hey, I was listening to you. Go, oh, and this is before our podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how are you listening? They go, oh, we're all in our own small. They were all small business people. It's like, we're up at three in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're up at three in the morning. We're just, we're to sleep at seven. When you're on, you know, when I was on at uh, at uh, our flagship station, it's like, when you were on, we're, we're still working. We weren't home yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right, you. I got to play this audio cut because it's right. made a lot of news. And I I cannot let. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, we're on. This is Thursday, right? Wednesday. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Wednesday. I had plenty of time to do this, but I just I didn't want to forget about it. You saw Newsom was on uh, uh, ABC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with uh, I think it was Jonathan Carl. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's just an absolute liar. Listen to this here. It's like, here we go. Right. I'm just going to play it here. And you can figure out where the lies are. Here we go. 
never imagined that in my lifetime. So the consequences are profound and pronounced, and that's why I'm down here, uh, because this race is started, and we need to lift up the issues, the successes, this extraordinary successes of the last three years, the Biden-Harris administration, and then we drive contrast. It's not even a complicated campaign. We have the receipts. We have the best three-year record of any modern American presidency, period, full stop. And you look at the issue, issue by issue, they pull overwhelmingly. America- That's a lie. Was, was he just, it was like just a rapid succession of lies. I know. It's just, it's amazing. It's like, what poll are you looking at? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, that has to be practiced. It has to be. That's why he was in Mexico. That's why he was in Mexico. He's practicing that right there, what you just heard for two months. With Bill Clinton. Listen, just say it like it's a fact. Go ahead. Say it. Repeat it. And, you know, Bill knows about that. So, (laughs) just, are you kidding me? And the thing was, is that the reason that he's talking, it's it's another form of gaslighting. He's talking as if it's fact and then going through it without interruption to prevent interruption. Not that he was necessarily going to get it from ABC, but you anticipate that maybe a reporter just might, maybe... Say, well, you know, there's that whole border thing, and we won't bring up Iran and inflation. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, because aside from, think about it, aside from the broken border, which he caused, inflation, which he helped cause, and Iran, which he caused, things are going great. Well, if you look at, I'm just, I'm just going through a few polls here, just scanning it very, very quickly, looking over the last month. Biden on the economy is in the 20s. Yeah. 
approval rating. Right. Yeah. Uh, on I- immigration, anywhere probably between 28, at the most of polls, 28 and 35 percent mm-hmm. on, immigra- on, Im- on immigration. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends how you ask the questions. Incredibly no, no, low numbers. I mean, what polling, what issue is he talking about? That, yeah, that Democrats right. or Biden has the ad- advantage on. Um, let me just see. On, I don't know if they did one particularly on Iran. Hmm. Um, uh, okay. This is six days ago. Mm-hmm. Americans say Biden's Iran policy has failed. Okay, just looking at here. Okay, okay, so it was it was an online poll, but it was done. It was I thought it was it wasn't a regular online poll. It was done by um, uh, Harris Poll and Harris X. Okay, okay, registered voters. Uh, let me see. Sixty-one uh, percent believe that uh, the Biden administration Iran policy has failed. Moreover, significant majority seventy-six percent believe that Hamas is receiving support from Iran in its war raged uh, on October 7th uh, against uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you have it. And if you bring up, for example, you know, Biden uh, supplying money to the Iranians, I don't think anybody's asked that question in a poll. Right. I haven't seen that specifically a- asked. But as we said, it's basically, you and I have said before, it's five or six issues for the election. It's really three. That really is right now Iran, um, inflation slash the economy, and the border. Yep. Not necessarily in, in that order. But, uh, I mean, I, right now, I, I dare say all three of them are right there at the top. I mean, there's very, I think if you're, you know, priority, pollsters could poll priority. But I think it's, I think... Each of those is equally important, but they they kind of meld together because there is this disconcerting effect of not being able to make ends meet. You know, when you're scrambling as a, you know, as a young family and you're trying to determine how you're going to pay the bills, how you're going to also buy groceries, how you're going to keep the lights on and keep from getting evicted and all of that, that is greatly disconcerting. The border, a broken border, also disconcerting because how many people are here? Who's paying for all of this? Who are the people that are coming here? And what do they want? And why is it that it's all of a sudden become such a major problem? By the way, it's always been a major problem. But I think a lot of Americans are waking up to it because of the way that I believe Greg Abbott and others have been able to demonstrate that and push this issue straight to the top on top of the massive run on the border. There was really no other way that this was going to go. And then of course, with Iran, it's disconcerting because national security always is, is Iran sending people across our border? Are they sending any of their bad actors, any of their proxies coming across our Southern border? Are they already here? And if so, are they planning? All this is disconcerting, and I think all three of those issues likely rank right at the top 
that are fairly close in priority. You know, the, the, the problem when Democrats do what Newsom has done and others have done that is it is perceived by independents as absolutely gaslighting. Not just lying, but gaslighting. Like, don't you know? What do you, what do you, what's wrong with you? Don't you? Well, obviously, you know, he's the most successful three-year president ever. Yeah. It's like, stop it. Yeah. My God. Yeah. And it's like, let's not just say, look, he's doing a very solid job under very, very tough times and definitely better than that other guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But, he, you right. know, yeah, he's had his challenges, but he's had his successes and he's moving forward in the in the right direction. But when you come out and say the most successful president ever in modern times in the first three years, who's going to buy that? I don't care who says it. Who's going to, who can you sell that to right now besides the base? Who knows it's not true? Right. The base of the Democratic Party don't want him to run. The majority of Democrats don't want him to run. I, I, I guess you just live in this delusional state. Well, number one, because you don't want to come off as a guy, you know, who believes he should be the one running. Finding fault in the current president and then pointing out why he would be a much better candidate. <laughs> you wouldn't want that, would you? And it's the only thing you can do. Now, I do wonder, you know, if if Biden stays, you know, uh, it, it is the candidate and stays in the race, whether he wins or not. It's likely at some point the current governor of California is going to run for president. And if he does, and let's say he comes in at 28, you know, in 28, and he he jumps in in 28 and says, you know, you know, the, the media is going to, well, what do you think Biden could have done better? Well, he did a great job. He did it. See, I, I said it back then. I'll say it now. Blah, 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 blah. You just keep it going. And then. You keep that delusional mentality going, but the every, gaslighting going. But everybody knows he got destroyed. Liberals are furious oh, with him going on with Sean Hannity and debating DeSantis because he got course. he got smoked big time. And even uh, when he did was he did another interview last week where he was asked, you know, would you do a debate again like that? Oh no, no, no! I I, I don't even think I'll go on Fox News again. Yeah, I don't think I'll go on Fox News again. He knows he got smoked, and he got smoked because Americans don't agree with him on the issues. That's what I was about to say. The reason he got smoked is because they lose on the issues. Yeah, this is not in the abstract anymore. And so what they're doing is the fact of we know, and we we just don't make it up. We say, okay, what are the consistent polling over periods of time? That's what we look at, and the consistent. Uh, the consistent polling from a wide variety of polls uh, on Biden on the issues, he gets smoked. Yeah. He's just, I mean, it's not even close. And so for Newsom to come out and say that, like I said, is to the point of not just lying, but gaslighting, because it's like so matter of fact, like, you don't know this? You don't know this? And then I, he was asked by Jonathan Carl, well, what his favorability ratings are horrible. Ah, but they're just favorability ratings. Yeah. You know, it's like no big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the polls that are negative, which, by the way, are all of them. He should have brought up. Wait a minute. Here's how he's pulling on the economy. Here's how he's pulling on immigration. Here's how he's pulling on Iran. Those are the biggest three issues out there right now. Yeah. How can you say he it's landslide issues? Where? Right. What issue? Right. You might say an abortion you have a lead, but that's it. Tell me the other issues. 
Yeah, and it's not, again, it's not on the priority issues right now with Americans at all, not even close. You know what he'd say? Oh, climate change. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like, what? Well, his own climate czar quit. (laughs) By the way, where's John Kerry for the campaign? (laughs) Exactly. By the way, wasn't that the the funniest dang story ever? Yeah. And it's like, he's quitting in order to be there to defend Biden and be a Biden partisan and promote the Biden campaign. I'm like, yeah, you need that energy of John Kerry. Yeah, right. You know, because he's run so many successful presidential campaigns campaigns himself. You know, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Just when things were calming down weather-wise across the country. We have a pretty potent Pacific weather system. Which USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says is about to cross the country, coming ashore in the northwest, and then traveling south through California, across the southwest, down and across the south. And it'll be the weekend by the time it reaches the southern Atlantic coast. The system could bring some snow to the higher elevations of the west, but for the most part... A lot of wind with the system, the potential for severe thunderstorms, even some renewed flooding as it moves into the deep south. So rather active five-day period or so starting midweek lasting on through the weekend and possibly early next week as this system unfolds and unwinds across the west and then the southern united states but this is not going to be the kind of winter storm we normally see at this time of year there's not a whole lot of cold air for the system to to tap into so no big blizzards or whiteouts with this one gary crawford for the u.s department of agriculture this report brought to you by cenex fuels and loops We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. Uh, he is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Well, um, let me just get this here. I have it on my phone, actually. Uh, there's the headline, America's impeachment articles approved by committee, setting up for full House votes. Uh, the House Homeland Security Committee, this from Fox, on Tuesday approved along party lines. Two articles impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, teeing up a floor vote as early as next week. The committee voted along party lines to approve two impeachment articles which accused Mayorkas of having repeatedly violated laws enacted by Congress regarding immigration and border security and of having made false statements to Congress that the border is secure and closed and that the DHS is in operational control of the border. The articles will now go to the House where they'll be voted on the House floor. Uh, Here's Chairman Mark Green yesterday talking about why the impeachment. Even if he was a Republican, if he's, if it's just elections and impeachment is for something different than this, you can have a cabinet secretary get in there and just do whatever the heck they want. And that's, that, that's not what our founders intended. They did not intend for three separate equal branches of government where one writes the laws and another one executes it, that, that somebody in this branch can just do whatever the heck they want. 
But that, that, that makes no sense. It's, it's not even uh, intuitively obvious to a casual observer. And so um, there are people out there who say, I mean, y'all had two, the, the, the minority had two witnesses come in here. It was fascinating, though, when we went back to their statements on the Trump impeachment, they talked about policy, even one of them. Even policy is a justification for impeachment. But, of course, you know, now that it's this situation, that's not the case. And, and I actually played the podcast. So, you know, I played it on the, on the overhead. Um, so this is a disagreement. There you go. And one of the things, because we had mentioned uh, Jonathan Turley Law, professor, who said he doesn't believe it rises to the impeachment level. If you go by their traditional, you know, if you go by the precedent, as we like to call it, BT, yeah. before Trump, <laughs> that you look at the vast majority of impeachments out there, uh, and that's because you've committed a criminal act, mostly right. bribery, right? but any type of criminal act. And even uh, for Clinton, it was the fact that he lied before the court under oath. Now, they are saying this is because he lied before Congress by stating the border is secure. And we wondered, you know, whether that is a vague comment or whether that is a statement of fact that the border is secure and that there's operational control. One man's interpretation right. of the word secure. And, yeah. and, you know, and exactly. But the thing is, Democrats only have themselves to blame because impeachment is a political process, not a criminal justice process. Right. And you're not going to get any sympathy you know, from the Democrats, you know, screaming that, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, this doesn't fit the historical precedent. And Republicans say neither did either Trump impeachment. Right. So, sorry, you guys are the ones that did it. Just like you changed the filibuster and then yep. you cried bloody murder. Right. When we did, right. we followed your lead. Yep. You started it. You know, we're finishing it. It's political, but Republicans believe the politics of this they can win. And that's yeah. what they're right. after. Yeah. Yep, they believe the politics of what Mayorkas has done. Because nobody bought Mayorkas when he said the border is secure. Right. It was laughable. Yep. Red-Eye. Now's your chance to be the caller. Red-Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for being here. Download our Red-Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you choose if you can't listen live overnight. And thank you. Uh, All right. One of the things that uh, has surprised us today is how many members of uh, the uh, GOP in Congress are using the points that we have brought up and discussing the points that we have brought up over the last week, uh, whether it be on uh, the, uh, the 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 border impeachment uh, or Iran. Uh, the um, uh, Congress held a hearing uh, yesterday uh, on the southern border. And this was really interesting because they had a number of guests there and they had one member of the ACLU who was there, who you'll hear in this audio clip. But it was uh, Chip Roy who was asking the question about, because this is the big question about what Texas is doing right now, about whether Texas has the right 
to defend one of the, this is just one of the arguments, all right? This is not encompassing all the arguments. But one of the arguments is Texas has a right to uh, protect themselves from an invasion. And this is an invasion, all right? The other side of it, the Democrats are saying, no, an invasion under the Constitution is only a state actor. And we said, maybe it used to be, but in reality, what we find out, it is not. And the Democrats are saying, so the last time that we were invaded was in the War of 1812, was Mm -hmm. in 1814 when the British came in and took over Washington, that we have not been invaded since. One of the points that we brought up and we said, well, look, we believe that you can make uh, an, an argument that United States policy and where we have directed our policy against terrorism shows that there is an under keen understanding in the government that an invasion can be non-state actors, which are terrorist groups, which is why you have people on the terrorist watch list. Hundreds which have been discovered crossing the border illegally. We know that for a fact. That's documented even by this administration. So we already know that, which means uh, they, they are on the terrorist watch list, which some of them are terrorists. Some they believe are associated with terrorists, and they're not supposed to get in the country. You and I also brought up the fact and said, was 9-11 an invasion? Now, we talk more from the legal issues, but the legal issues are also set by what people believe is reality. And what justices believe is reality. Well, you overstayed your visa. There wasn't an enforcement mechanism. You knew you were overstaying your visa, but you stayed anyway because you were going to commit a terrorist attack. Yeah, that was you were part of an enterprise. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's talk about enterprises and RICO law. <laughs> no, that goes back to something else. But, but but talk about an enterprise. The enterprise was to commit a terrorist act. Every one of them came. They didn't know they some most of them know didn't know they were going to commit suicide. Right, but they knew they were in. They were in for a particular reason. They, they just were here to attack us. Right. They weren't recruited here. Right. So we look at that and say, yeah, that was an invasion because we saw the destruction. Doesn't matter the amount of people. Doesn't matter that it's a non-state actor, that it's not a, you know, for example, a particular country. As we know, the United States has declared war on terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. And have fought terrorist groups over the last couple of decades. Right. And so that is viewed as a, as a, you know, by the United States government as a legit concern for invasion. And it's now a concern of Republicans. Democrats have no worries at all about an open border and terrorists crossing the border. They have none. Right. Because I haven't heard any objection. Maybe, okay, maybe Manchin did. Maybe. I don't know if he even did, though. I don't remember. I'm just saying he might be the exception uh, to the rule on uh, on that one. But you have not heard any Democrat fury at all concerning that. And so they're, what they're saying is the GOP bringing that up is simply a partisan issue. And in no way is it an invasion. In no way could the Supreme Court uh, look at this, you know, as what's going on as an invasion with if we've caught over 300 
on the terrorist watch list coming across the border, how many people have come across. And already knowing what happened because of non-enforcement of immigration laws on 9-11. Right. Can you make that case? And I believe you can make that case. Yep. You definitely can make that political case to the American public. The American public will agree without question it that was an invasion. It was just done in a different way. Yep. Uh, here's Chip Roy because they get right to the heart of that particular matter also. Let me just ask each and every one of you a question. The 3,000-plus Americans that died on September 11th, do you think they're comforted by the definition of invasion that has been posited by the ranking member? Just go down the line. Mr. Burnovich, do you think they're comforted by that definition of invasion? Well, I can't speak to other members of the committee, but I will just say that uh, obviously the president is at the apex of his or her power when it comes to uh, border issues and immigration. So I feel like there's two ships passing in the night. Just, uh, this is an issue related to security, border security, right. not immigration. All right, Mr. Burnovich, question. 3,000 Americans were killed. People yes. are trying to say that there's a specific invasion that we haven't been invaded since 1814. Do you think the families of the 3,000 who were killed would suggest that what happened on September 11th, the product of overstayed visas and a bad system that we have here in terms of protecting against uh, unwanted attacks, that that is an invasion from the standpoint of any logical conclusion of an American who's concerned about their safety and well-being? September yes? 11th was an invasion and an attack on Mr. the Mr. Hayek, would you think so? I would think they would not be comforted. Right. Mr. Webster. It was an invasion. Right. Now, Mr. Jabwat, yes or no? I wouldn't purport to speak for the families of people who were killed. Right. Do you think as an American, day. it was so, an invasion to have people come in and bomb buildings, fly planes into buildings, and kill 3,000 people? You know, within the meaning of that clause of the Constitution. People who overstayed visas. Within the meaning of that clause of the Constitution? Because it's, I agree with everybody here, it was an attack. I was blocks away so, when so it happened. So is that a yes or no? No. It, I mean, you're saying no then. Not with it. I, I don't think so. Right. Not so for the average American watching this and they're saying, OK, that is how we have to live in the modern world. Say that, OK, unless the red coats are marching right in, you know, coming right up in through New York, coming up the river and saying, OK, we're here. Right. Or unless there's a army with, you know, coming across the Rio Grande, that that's the invasion. But when 3000 Americans are dead. Because we were attacked by people who overstayed their visas because we have a very broken immigration system. Or we now have people who are going around the country that just end up in Minnesota, who've been here for a year, that are clearly affiliated with terrorist organizations. That somehow we don't have to be concerned about whether or not that's an invasion. Right? Do you believe that President Biden is responsible for the crisis at the southern border? Yes or no, Mr. Burnovich? Absolutely. Mr. Hayek? Yes. Mr. Webster? Yes. Mr. Jabwat? No, President Biden responsible for the crisis at the southern border? President Biden is responsible for the policies of his administration. So is he responsible for the present crisis at the southern border? And to the extent that his administration... Is that a yes or no? Would you let me finish? I mean, is yes or no? Is he responsible for the crisis at the southern border? He's he responsible and... for the policies of his administration and their effects at the Well, border. I'll take that as a yes, then. Is the... <laughs> <laughs> then now, he's from the ACLU, just so you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but... Uh, and and that's where you know and and uh, Mr. Bernovich, who was Attorney General in Arizona, by the way, the the first uh, guy he was uh, 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 talking to, talked about the you know earlier we had played the audio cut where he talked about the Federalist Papers, that the mm -hmm. Federalist Papers talked about you know an invasion and talked about for example when pirates were on the high seas, mm -hmm. the United States didn't have an army or right. didn't have a navy early right. on to stop it. Right. And talked about that, you know, the the uh, the states, the 13 states 
had to protect themselves if the pirates came into, you know, uh, United States waters. It was the states that actually defended themselves from the pirates that were viewed as an invasion. Right. And so pirates were not a, a, a state actor. And this is where you may see precedent change because when, when you talk about an invasion, was that the first Supreme Court? Does it clearly state in the Constitution that an invasion is only a non-state actor or were only non were only state actors excuse me that an invasion is, is only a state is, actor is only a state actor uh is that because that was an early supreme court precedent based on the fact that 99.9% of invasions were done by state actors right well because you can make the comparison uh, pirates and and the cartels, and we know what the yes. cartels are bringing across. They're bringing humans, and it often costs those humans their lives. Uh, it's they're bringing across fentanyl and other drugs that cost Americans their lives, and we're seeing that repeatedly. And and this is something that, in fact, you know, um, who was it? Um, uh, Cesar in in uh, in Austin accusing the GOP of empowering the cartels. And the fact of the matter is it's this administration. It's Joe Biden who is empowering the cartels. Yeah, I'm waiting for some, when, when you said that about comparing the, the pirates to uh, the, uh, the cartels, I'm, I, I'm trying to think like a Democrat. Okay. How do I defend that as a Democrat? Oh, okay. But yeah, but see, they're bringing it in where the pirates came in to get ill gotten booty and take it out. Yeah. Like the money for the drugs. Oh, there's that part. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even. Exactly. I'm trying to go down this stupid road here. but Yeah, exactly. But, but you're trying to figure out how the Democrats will defend it next. You can't win it politically. Legally, you look at it, you say, oh, I don't know, because it's based on a Supreme Court precedent that the Supreme Court would say, well, wait a minute, you can't say it's an, not an invasion because we know we have fought wars against non-state actors when we weren't doing that before. Right. We weren't fighting wars against non-state actors. Right. We do it on a consistent basis well, now. And, and now that we have, you know, very clearly have state-sponsored actors that this current administration admits there's no question as to Iran's backing of terrorism all over the world, which absolutely, in my mind, right. and, you know, and I'm convinced, great point. brings in and, and facilitates, in fact, to a greater extent, those individuals coming into our borders. Right. It's it's a, it's a state actor uh, financially and militarily supporting right. non-state actors. Right. And that's been the case for a long time. And if you look at the war on terrorism, you know, you, you can see that. You can point to it. But there is no one disputing that now. It is not even a discussion. Iran is backing them, and we're facilitating that. Quite unfortunately, but they have tens of billions of dollars that they are funding terrorism with. And so now there is every, I mean, on every single point, I don't see anyone that is going to be able to counter this point that Texas has. I'd like to see it. Well, it's uh, interesting that the ACLU member, which was the Democrat 
defense witness. Mm -hmm. When asked whether Biden's responsible for what's going on at the border, whether it's Biden's policy, in essence, he said yes. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing of the White House. So the only Democrat witness is saying yes. Right. And while Biden's saying, I'm completely helpless. I've done everything I I can. I can't do anything until the Republicans tell me what I can do. Right. So Congress tells me what I can do. I can't do it, which is a complete lie. And he repeated it again yesterday under the helicopter blades. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. This is interesting to see where John Fetterman, Senator Fetterman's wife, has uh, gone dark on all of her social media. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is what happens when you issue any dissent against the left. They're finding out how vicious they can be on social, social media and everywhere else. You know, and that's going to happen. And really, his comments, the, the, probably the comment on the border the most, at the border, you've got to stop this. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So there are Democrats that are vehemently defending what's going on at the border is the right thing. Right. That <laughs> and, and his position on Israel. And, Israel, yes, you know, position on Israel, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. all of that, you know, has been piling up, yeah. you know, in recent weeks and, and last few months, actually, since really since October 7th. And so now you add the border thing to to it. And the protests that are going on, you know, what uh, about the border that the left is putting on. You know, it's interesting because the left has always been very organized in their in their protests. This one doesn't seem to be gaining the steam that you would think it would have in a political year. And I think it may be because those organizers aren't finding people that agree finding as many people that agree agree with with them them on the left good point this is red eye radio on westwood one Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.